Hey there, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now I have created a life where I help others find their passions by giving women the runway to take that one day daydream to a thriving business. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast, where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, there's a splash of fun, lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and the deep conversations about all the things. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you like today's podcast. If you're listening to this episode on Monday, March the 8th, happy International Women's Day. We hope you have the best day celebrating the amazing woman that you are. This brings me to the topic of today's episode. I talk with Paula Tessier today, and we talk about women supporting women. We talk about how important it is. We talk about challenges. We talk about overcoming obstacles, having courage. We talk about so much, but ultimately we talk about how you can support the women in your life. So go grab a cup of tea and have a listen to today's episode. Welcome, Paula Tessier. How are you today? Doing just dandy. How are you, Gina? I'm great. I'm so happy that you're here today. So normally what I do is I give my guests an opportunity to um, say something about themselves, who they are, but today I wanted to do something a little different because I know you are a little modest and you will not say how freaking amazing you are. So I would like just to sum up in one little, I guess, blurb about how awesome you are as a human. So just for our listeners, this is who Paula Tessier is in my eyes. So not too long ago in October, I messaged Paula looking for some places to eat around the harbor, right? She has this beautiful spot at around the harbor. So she invited my friend and I over for a cup of tea. So we're there for about two hours, having some tea, having a chat. And as I'm leaving, her and Jeff look at me and say, you know, you could always use this place for something if you want to give back. And I say to Paula, Paula, be careful what you say. (laughs) And she said, no, Gina, seriously, we love giving back. We love helping other people. If you need this place, because if you've ever been to Greens Harbor, it is amazing. I won't give your address, (laughs) but it is the most beautiful place. And by the time I made it to Dildo Brewery, we had a date set. We had everything rolling to offer a free retreat to six amazing women who were going through challenging times, who were struggling who just needed a getaway and a revamp, I guess, of just things that were going on. I mean, COVID, but then all the things on top of that. And Paula, all along the way, you supported my vision. You welcomed these ladies into your home. You treated them like like they were your, your siblings, you know, and you just made these ladies and us feel so, so at home. And you just embody women supporting other women which is the main topic that we're talking about today. And when I knew I wanted to talk about this, this is why I thought about you, because this is you in a nutshell. You are the woman who supports other women unapologetically. (laughs) (laughs) So once again, thank you for all that. And thank you for being here. And the main thing that we are going to be talking about on the show is women supporting other women. And 
the reality is, is that as women, we can be just so harsh towards one another, whether it's through our businesses or through, you know, just everyday life. But you have such a diverse background. You have been involved with hosting retreats for women with breast cancer. You've been supports for them, helping them through their challenging times and lifting them up. You know, you've been involved in the Female Hockey League for years and your personal endeavors, right? And I mean, your resume is just all about supporting women and seeing the opposite of tearing women down. So let's just start with how you have stepped into these roles and navigated just being this woman who is the epitome of supporting other women. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't even know what to say to any of that right now. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, that's a little, that's a little overwhelming. Uh, no, it's a, it's a circumstance where um, I've always recognized as a person um, that being in competition with other people is a very difficult way to exist through your days. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, it doesn't mean that you don't strive to do really great things for yourself. And it doesn't mean that you don't strive to improve on what you are working towards. But I'm, when I do something, I don't do it based on what I think I can do better than somebody else. I do it okay. based on how I feel I can do it for me, for me. Um, and as a result, if I see somebody else who needs a little bit of encouragement, a little push, a little hand up, um, why wouldn't we? If you can, you should. And if I can, I will. And especially being a woman, and I was I was raised in an era where it was uh, not always welcome to have an equal voice mm -hmm. when I was much, much younger. And I never really accepted that, never in my life. So sometimes you just, you just got to black out the the voices that say you can't or you shouldn't and say sure I can just watch <laughs> yes I love that and I mean that's the other side of the coin too like you don't take no for an answer you don't have roadblocks you don't have this vision of a woman should do this or shouldn't and I love that about you and by doing that and not putting limitations on yourself I think it allows you not to put limitations on other women who are in your circle Oh my gosh, if anything, encourage the people in your life, the women in your life to to not, I shouldn't say, to not be afraid of hearing no, or to not be afraid of rejection, or to not be afraid of failing. What's the big deal with that? Some of the most successful people in the world were not successful with their first attempts, second attempts, third attempts at things that they've done. You know, the measure of success is not being afraid to try. And if you're if you're not successful, get up and try it again or try a different route. And if we can encourage other people and particularly other women to do the same and to not be afraid of hearing no or of not being the best or of having to try and make several attempts, why not be there to cheer them on with every single next attempt? Your last attempt was better than the first one. Keep going. We're with you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yes. I failed too. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. Oh my God, no. But I'm not afraid to give it a shot. And I'm certainly going to be there to cheer you on when you're giving your shot. I love that. And I mean, there's a quote, and I won't try to reiterate it, but because I'll, I'll butcher it. But there's a quote about like people who are in the ring, who are doing the stuff. You're not going to be criticizing the people who are trying. 
Oh yeah. No, no, my God. I do lots of things that scare me and things that I'm not really great at. Um, but I got to keep reminding myself, at least I'm up there doing it. I'm trying. Yeah. You're trying. Yeah. And then by you facing your fears and doing the thing that scares you, then you're also impacting the women around you to do the same thing. And you're actually, like you said, you're offering the hand, like I'm doing it. You can too. There's not um, any of this competition with other people. It's the competition with yourself and wanting others around you to, to thrive too. It's, it's funny. Our kids used to be swimmers, used to be competitive swimmers. And the big thing when you were a competitive swimmer is your personal best. Mm-hmm. So it's your personal best. So you work towards your personal best. Yes. Um, and I mean, whatever that is. That's right. And it's an like internal uh, competition. And I mean, let's be real. Like there is healthy competition. Like you and I both play hockey. Um, we've been <laughs> in the sport. Like there's, there's something different about like getting an elbow in the corner and being competitive and being inspired by the people around you to do better. There's that kind of competition, which I think is healthy. Oh yeah, sure. Like, it's fun. I love seeing a badass woman um, doing something, being successful, because it allows me to go, "Oh, well, she can do it, so can I." So mm-hmm. I think if we could just change our mindset and how we saw, even just saw other successful women, I think we could look at things very differently. Oh, it's brilliant, uh, and I find we've had to justify. Uh, we see it all the time. Still, if you see a very successful woman in her field. There's always this justification of how she got there. That's foolishness. Mm, yes. She got there the same way everybody gets there. Hard work. And as for that healthy competition, I mean, again, we've played with each other. We've played against each other. Yes. If your team beats my team and you guys outplayed us, you're getting that handshake or that glove tap at the end saying, great game because you had a great game. Absolutely. And that's how it's going to go. That's how, like, that's how it should be. You will not always be the best. You will not always be the fastest, the smartest, the funniest. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because I think that, you know, growing up, there's a lot of pressure to be the best, you know, to be the best wife, to be the best student, to be the best, whatever, fill in the blank. And it's almost like this, a standard that we feel we need to live up to when really the only standard that matters is the one that we put on ourselves and what we want personally. Yeah. So, I mean, if if your goal is to always be the best, are you a failure if somebody else is better? Does that make you a failure? Of course well, it does I think that, but I think a lot of people internalize that, right? And I think this is where a lot of the unhealthy competition comes from, a lot of the comparing, like some, and, you know, I'm just speaking based on my experience only, but sometimes I feel we look at other women's successes and we kind of equate it that that means our failure and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, listen, I've sat on the bench and looked at women skating out there who can wing that puck from the blue line and roof it in the net. <laughs> and I can't carry the puck for shit. Oh, can I say that shit yes, on this yes. show? Okay. I can't carry the puck for shit. But I'm not sitting there going, oh, my God, I'm never stepping on the ice again because I can't do that. I'm sitting on the bench looking at these women going, oh, my God, that is amazing. And I'm talking about these women when I'm in other circles. I'm talking about how great they are and how much fun it is and how I'm like a child when I'm sitting on the bench watching their magnificence on those two blades at the end of their feet. It's just it blows my mind and it blows my mind because I can't do what they do. And that's okay. That's but I right. can enjoy what they do and celebrate I, what they do, but not diminishing yes. who you are. Right. Cause you, oh my I mean, God. you just heard me like talk about how wonderful I think you are. And there's so much more I could have said, 
by you not being the best skater that doesn't take away all the amazing qualities that you have right and i think as women we have to understand that like because we're cheering on other women that doesn't equate failure that doesn't equate um that we're not good enough or that we are any less than it just means that you want the people around you to win and you know and i think that's a beautiful thing because this conversation needs to needs to be happening more and more i believe like yes we've come a long way but i still feel there's still such a long way for us to go oh my gosh again back to the earlier comments if you see a successful woman there there's sometimes seems to be that justification yes of how she got there and that drives me crazy she got there the same way that any other man would get there yeah she probably harder she deserves (laughs) it she probably had to work a lot harder actually and she deserves it she deserves it it's not a token position she's worked hard harder again sometimes because you are female yeah and you get there and you enjoy it because you deserve it you deserve it we went on a cruise a couple of years ago and our captain was female and when she came on the pa to welcome everybody on board she said um she introduced herself by her name and she said but you can call me captain because i worked 20 years to earn that title there's a mic drop right there. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I could not have been more proud. I could not have been more proud to be on that, like in the presence of someone who recognizes that this is somewhat of a novelty and it should not be. No, it I should agree. not be. But it Absolutely. is. It is. Yeah. And I think that there are so many you know, invisible um, barriers that we have to kind of go through. Like I have so many examples of how I was treated differently as a female in the sport world. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when I was the only female on my wrestling team for, uh, you know, some time, then there were other females, but I remember being a female on the wrestling team and having to work extra harder to prove that I belonged on the mat. Like, you know, and I would work extra hours and I had such a phenomenal high school coach. He's the one who got me into wrestling, but it was just like, you had to work harder just because you're a female. Crazy, isn't it? And as females, we know that these barriers are there. And I just think it's so important for us to clap when someone else succeeds. And, you know, especially in the business world too, like, um, I don't know if you uh, know Jamie Kern Lima is her name. She did this full day uh, empowering event the other day. And one of the things that she uh, talked about was she had Mel Robbins on her stage and Mel Robbins is the top female or the top um, coach in the world. And mm-hmm. um, she's like world, like world known. And one of her friends actually said to her, are you really going to bring Mel Robbins on the stage? Like she is the best coach in the world. Like, aren't you worried about her outshining you? And I love her response. Her response was, hell no. The more value, like the women that come here and that are succeeding, I'm here clapping and cheering for them, not looking at myself as anything inferior, right? Mm -hmm. But we still do this. Like as women, we still do this to other women, you know? Oh, it's funny. Like when you hear people, okay, I'm going to go back to that captain again because just, because she had such an impact on me because of her u- utilizing her platform to highlight uh, to highlight some social differences and to show where change needs to be affected. Yeah. Somebody asked her once, she had some uh, women on the bridge uh, working with her and someone said, aren't you afraid she's going to take your job someday? And she said, it is my hope that oh. she takes my job someday. Yes. It is my hope. 
oh, I just got tears in my eyes. But yes. truly, truly, yes. It is and my hope that she does. That's empowerment in a nutshell right there is rooting for the people around you. Because once again, another woman coming in into her shoes when she leaves, that doesn't mean that she wasn't a good captain. It means no. that she paved the way. She showed others what was possible. And I think that... And once again, this is just my personal opinion, but I think if you catch yourself, like, because for our listeners, maybe some people are resonating in the fact that, ooh, you know, like, I kind of do that. Or, you know, when I see someone around me succeed, I kind of make it about myself and I kind of feel bad and I, you know, I kind of judge and compare. But I think if that's happening, I think it's really important to stop and ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. You know, why is this happening? What am I feeling about myself? that I cannot be happy for this woman because chances are we often see the success of others and we go, Oh, I could do that too, but mm, I'm not going to, or I can't because this and this, and then we turn it to, well, Oh, then it got to be comparison. Oh, then I have to judge. Mm -hmm. I know. And, and it doesn't need to be that way. Like, again, like we, we see people who are doing the same kinds of things that we're doing and if they're doing them better, that's wonderful. Yes. And as hard as it might be, okay, so if you're that woman that struggles with applauding another person's success, another woman's success, um, try it once, try it twice. The more you do it, the easier it is. And the more you do it, the better it feels because you know that it's it's not about you. It's about them. It's about giving them uh, that support, how you would have felt if somebody had given it to you. I mean, how wonderful would that be if you were struggling or you were unsure or you're doing something that you're you're a little bit insecure about it or you know you're not the best. You know you might screw up a little bit. That's okay. But giving somebody, if you're not used to doing it, but giving another woman that encouragement, that support, that 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 strength, a little bit of your own strength to encourage them along, you're not going to miss your strength because i got to tell you, when you give a little bit of what you got to somebody else, somehow it multiplies inside your own body because then you got more to give out. You realize Absolutely. this, right? You're not going to deplete your own supply of strength yeah. by giving some to somebody else. No, I love that, Paula. And it's almost like going back to that treat others the way you want to be treated. Like people who are out doing the hard things and succeeding and, you know, trying to build a life for themselves, like that is not easy. You know, like that, that road is a challenging one. And for other women to make it even more challenging, it's a really sad thing, right? So I love that you said, like, try it, just reach out. You know, if you have somebody that's in your circle who is in business or someone that, you know, you really admire, but maybe you've been judging yourself, like reach out and say, you know what? You're rocking and I'm so proud of you, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, I encourage all the listeners right now to reach out to a woman and just show your support, like right now, <laughs> or maybe after. Right this very second, yeah. Wait <laughs> till we're finished. Wait till oh we're God. done. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, like if it's not something that comes naturally to you, you don't need to make the big prolific declaration. You just got to say, listen, that was awesome. Yeah. I thought that was really cool what you just did. Um you know that was great what a difference it made like you don't need it doesn't need to be the big the big declaration of emotion just say listen that was yeah. that was great absolutely i thought that was great and like the thing too and and this is just me but i will support my my people my friends in any way that i can and i know not everybody is in that boat but like I actually am about to buy makeup from a good friend of mine because I want to see her succeed. 
everybody who's listening who knows me <laughs> knows I do not wear makeup, but I'm doing that to show support and to be like, you know what? This is what you're doing. I'm rooting for you. Now, you don't have to go and buy makeup to do that. You can send a text message. You know what? You can, if you know somebody who's in business, like mm -hmm. share their posts, you know, um, just give, lo give love to that person. Absolutely. Listen, we all need something from time to time. There's, there's periods in all of our lives when we can give a little more. Yes. And there's periods in our lives when we don't have much to give. And when you don't have much to give yourself, and we've all been there, I've certainly been there. I know that we've all been there. Mm -hmm. uh, there's times when you need a little bit something, a little bit of, of love and support coming back to you. And, and that's okay, because when you get it, it's wonderful. And it helps get you out of those places and spaces in your life. And that's, that's completely not only fine, it's, it's good because it, it is that give and take dynamic. You can't always be the giver. You can't always be the no, giver. That's right. That's I'm so, really glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. You can't always be the giver. You can't always be the taker. So no. if we're in positions where we can give a little bit and sometimes give a lot, and that doesn't necessarily mean financially or, or with material goods, if you can do anything uh, to help somebody, especially if you see that they're, that they're kind of, they're kind of floundering a little bit. That's, that's okay. And, and that's another point. If you see somebody, especially a woman who you feel you kind of got that spider sense kind of going, mm, I'm just going to reach out. Mm -hmm. You don't even need to be, you don't even need to be, um, you don't need to be presumptuous. You don't need to be intrusive. You just got to say, Hey, how you doing? Yes. Thought about you yesterday. Sending you some love, thinking about you. That that's all it takes, yeah. right? And it's it's it, the small steps I feel are the small things that make the biggest difference. Like um, I make it a priority that at least a couple times a week, like I'll reach out to people and just say, "Have you been told yet today that you're amazing?" Um, <laughs> I have so my one-on-one -on -one clients, like I'm sending voice clips to them all the time because you never know what people are going through. You never know nope. what that person is going through. Even the people that you think are succeeding and you got it all together. They don't, you no. know, and I call we, it your Facebook life, your Facebook yes. perfect life. <laughs> <laughs> and because of that, and I think it is important to highlight the things that you're proud of. Yes. All of those yeah. things, but it is not reality. Like we're all human beings. We all struggle. We all have insecurities. We yep. all fear failure. We feel all the same things as human beings. We all screw up from time to time. <laughs> we all, we all wish that we could do something better. But again, and, and I'm as guilty as anybody. I mean, I've taken a bit of a step, somewhat of a step back with social media, with COVID, because I found there was a lot of negative and it wasn't helping. It wasn't helping mm -hmm. me. So one of the most liberating things that I've done recently was delete the Twitter app off my uh, phone only because it was just, I was finding it difficult. I was finding yes. it negative and, and not helpful. Yeah. Some people love it and that's great. But for me, it was not, it was not helpful. No. And the um, other thing too, is like, if you're surrounded by those things and you see other people tearing other people down, you're like, Oh, I'm just like, maybe that's how you do it. No, you had no. to take ownership, right? No, 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 no. But also recognize, and, and, uh, and again, I'm guilty of this. I have the social media profiles. It all looks lovely. Mm -hmm. Scroll through the page. It looks lovely. Oh my gosh. Isn't that wonderful? What a term of life. Um, but we all have stuff. Yes, and you Everybody's have a lot, Paula. Like you've been through Everybody's some really challenging things. <laughs> and that was actually another thing that I did want to talk to you about is that, you know, you have had a lot of challenging times. You have had yeah. things to keep you down. You have had moments in your life where it hasn't been easy for you, but you still 
shine your light. You still want to help other people. You still want to do good. What advice would you give our listeners on how to continue to rise up past those challenging times? Oh, there's always dark days. Everybody has dark days uh, for all kinds of reasons. Some of them you have control over and some of them you don't. Um, But I guess I have a very good friend who passed away. And she always said, look for the good in every day. And she was very sick. And and everybody knows who I'm talking about. Everybody knows I'm talking about my beautiful Dana. But she always said, look for the good in every day. So even on really crappy days, there's something good about it. There's something. You might have to look really hard to find it. Uh, There's times you might have to try and fabricate it in your head. It might be that kind of day. (laughs) It might be that kind of day. And it could be just as good as pouring yourself a cup of tea and realizing you already poured yourself a cup of tea. And (laughs) and instead of going, instead of going, oh, shit, I got two cups of tea. You go, I got two cups of tea. Especially (laughs) if it's one of your lattes. (laughs) That's right. But yes, I would tell somebody, even on your very darkest day, um, there's, there's something good somewhere. And it could just be somebody who gave you a break in traffic. It could be it could be anything, but there's something good. And every day will not be this dark. So if the next day has a couple of little moments of levity or a couple of moments where you realize, oh, that's okay, and allow yourself to see it, because when it when it's when it's hard and times are difficult, sometimes it's very hard to see the good. Yeah, but it's there. It's, it's still it's, there. It is still there. And I love there. that. And even um, in your challenge, most challenging days, you can still find that. And I think that's a really gold nugget to hold on to that. You know, sometimes we're like, I don't want to see the good and that's okay too, but there is good around us. And oh, yeah. going back to that gratitude, um, I, I dies for the gratitude and dies for a good morning routine. So uh, <laughs> gratitude has been one of the most fundamental tools in my healing and in me raising above all of my challenging times as well right and Mm -hmm. also taking my challenges and turning them into something that is beautiful Mm -hmm. you know and do you have um a challenging time that you can recall that's kind of shaped you for who you are today uh not one definitive thing uh there's been several things that's happened in my life um you know to people that i love particularly it's funny because when things happen to yourself, you don't really internalize it the same as when it happens to someone you love. Right. So I've had some things happen to people that I love, uh, people who are more important to me than I am to myself. And uh, that's that's been difficult, and I don't want to get into some of it. Yep. Um, but it makes you appreciate the good days. Yeah. You know, there's lots of days. There's never a day. Uh, one of my... One of my sons had a terrible accident years ago, and for six weeks, I slept in a lawn chair in his in his hospital room. And for whatever reason, I look back now and go, what the hell? I had one of these chairs that, <laughs> that sits back up, right? So so it sits, no, but it sits back up. So you just line, you know, the gravity chair, like, so you're lying back, and then all you can do is lean your body weight forward, and it sits up. So then you got your own chair in the hospital room. Perfect. I thought that was ingenious. Only thing is, you couldn't straighten your legs on the bloody thing, right? So I, I slept on my back with my legs, my knees bent for six weeks. Now, there's hardly a time, and my husband hears me say it all the time, if I'm stretched out on a couch or even if I'm not like as comfortable as I wish I could be, 
I am constantly reminded of what I wouldn't have given for this space back then to be able to be comfortable to sleep. Now, why didn't I go and get myself a lawn chair that stretches out flat? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't Wasn't make your sense priority. at the time. It didn't make sense. At no, the time. that's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but like, so just having that appreciation for things that you normally wouldn't even notice. Um, I look in the mirror sometimes and I go, who in the name of God is that looking back at me? Yeah. Who is that? Because I mean, we're getting older. I'm, I'm almost 52 years old. Yeah. And I'm looking at myself sometimes and I go, oh, geez, I didn't leave that down there, did I? <laughs> <laughs> but then I think about people like my Dana and right. I think what she wouldn't give to be here looking in the mirror going, oh, my God, when did you fall down there? What she wouldn't give. Right. So and that's perspective. That's it's yeah. a gift. It's a gift. So getting older, having wrinkles or having things happen physically with the body, uh, as long as it's nothing life-threatening, like all this stuff, like we're machines, we're mechanical, all this stuff is what happens as you get older and what a gift it is, it is. to get to these places in your life. What a gift. And I think we lose sight of that sometimes. And I think we take time for granted. We take mm -hmm. life for granted. We take the simple moments for granted. We take, um, you know, just all of the things that we do on a daily basis, all the time that we waste, all mm -hmm. of the moments that we say no to. Like we, as human beings, I feel, we often take for granted that and we think time is, is owed to us and that it's always going to be there. No. And I'll tell you another thing that if we're talking about women supporting women, mm -hmm. as we get older, can we please drop the line for her age? Yes. She looks good for her age. And just She's for the record, you look good. <laughs> for my age. No, so. you're not supposed <laughs> to say that. <laughs> but this whole, like, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. Like, it's just yeah. so awful. Uh, she's, is. you know, she's still doing this that's great how old is she again like that kind of foolishness stop that yeah. stop that if someone can do it and yes. they're doing it and they're succeeding that's it yeah period end of the story and break no, those no rules. disclaimers no and as women like i i'm all about breaking those rules breaking those barriers <laughs> breaking the ceiling and saying you tell me i can't do something watch me <laughs> and i don't say that in really? a cocky way but i say that in a way that I feel that we have to push back against these norms and um, against these restrictions that are placed upon us. And it's mm -hmm. up to us if we agree to accept them as our reality. Right. Yes. Um, and the more you push the boundaries, the more that you look to see what is possible. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think as we do that has, you know, women as humans, I think we need to applaud that and to keep encouraging the blurring of those lines the blurring of growing of women succeeding of captains who are women of you know what I mean like <laughs> I, I love that and actually before we even done this interview you were telling me a story um that you saw something on tv and I want you to tell me about oh. that story because I think the yeah. listeners could definitely relate and the yeah I'll let you take it away okay so Cicely Tyson is an actress or actor who uh, just passed away Mm -hmm. And she um, she was certainly uh, well known for very many roles, but also for being a pioneer uh, female black actress. I don't know if the actress or actor. I don't know the proper sure. 
I don't know. But she was a pioneer. Viola Davis, of course, always saw her as a mentor, comes out and has said many times that Cicely Tyson has been a huge influence in her life as a person working in the same field, in the same craft. Um, and when Ms. Tyson had died, uh, Ms. Davis came out and said something to the effect of the relationship that they had was that they were both queens and queens straighten each other's crowns. Yes! So, and in, yeah. go, no, go ahead. When I, yeah, when I heard that, it was like, oh, God, yes, yes, yeah. you recognize that you each are magnificent, yes. you each have strengths, you each have something to contribute, you each are working very hard in your field, doing what you're doing with your craft, with your art, you don't need to be better than the other one. You're both there to support each mm -hmm. other. You straighten each other's crowns. Yes. And we're all queens. Every single person yes. listening to this, we're all queens. So let's make it a point to move forward to straighten each other's crowns, to clap for each other, to help each other. Because when we're all in it together, more beautiful things happen, right? And um, there is one quote I wanted to share. And I should have shared it earlier because it was more in tune with the conversation. Um, but I had such an amazing conversation with um, an old friend of mine, and we were talking about um, just what internally happens when sometimes you see other people succeeding, other women succeeding, and how you make it um, about you, right, and how you internalize yeah. it, and then you go, oh my goodness, all the things that I haven't done that, you know, I want to be this, why can't I do this, but Back to what you said as well. It's not making it about yourself. And here's a quote that I don't know if you got anybody here is familiar with Lewis Howes, but he does a podcast, The School of Greatness. And this was one of his quotes. He said, your competition isn't other people. Your competition is your procrastination, your ego, the unhealthy food you're consuming, the negative behaviors that you are nurturing, and your lack of creativity. Compete against that. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you are inspired by another woman and you want to get there, or you see that light inside yourself, don't look at other women as that as competition. Let them pave the road. Let them show you that you can, too, do those things, that there is a path for you, right? Because there's enough for all of us. And, oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, it, it doesn't have to be one or the other. There's enough pie for everybody. <laughs> mm -hmm. And again... It's like that strength. You take a little bit of your own strength to give it to somebody else. What the, the piece that you took out of yourself, out of your soul, yep. man, that multiplies. Like that that just goes, okay, well, I got more of that because there's people who need it. And there's times yep. when you might feel, again, you might feel a little depleted and you need it from somebody else. Yes. And then gratefully take it. Gratefully right. take it. 100%. But if you see, like if, if you're a young woman and you're listening to this and you're wondering where to find your own path, and you're not quite sure, find a mentor, find a woman yes. in your world who has maybe a little more life experience. or And so it doesn't necessarily mean that she's older, and it could be, uh, but find someone who has a little more experience in their world or who may have been through whatever it is that you're going through in your life and, and communicate, like attach yourself a little bit um, and, and let them know why I need some help. Yeah. And if that's the case, that person, if they're as good as you hope that they are and that you think they are, they're going to take you in and they're going to help you out. Yes. Um, I was going to say, I say to you about this, about this place that we have here, the door is open for the people who need it because uh, sometimes people need it. 
And I always say, I want people to feel like they're in their own home when they're here. Yes. Is my bedroom ready yet? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Beds are always clean. <laughs> no, but we always say, and you've heard me say to people, uh, feel like you're in your own home because we have it. And it's, yeah. it's such, we know what it does for us. And I know what it does for me as a, as a woman and as a mother, because it's gotten me through some difficult times um, when work has been challenging and I needed a little bit of a decompression quite often. I pack up my computer and I drive out here and whatever felt like I couldn't, I couldn't possibly get through it before suddenly I can compartmentalize it and I can breathe my way through it and know that it's going to get done. So if you're struggling, find find your niche, find your outlet, but find a woman who you think, I want to be like her when I grow up. I still, I, I know lots of women like that. I want to be like her when I grow up. Yeah. Talk to them. Talk to them. Yes. Like, because everybody didn't start out. I mean, I certainly didn't, you know, I didn't always grow up thinking, oh man, I got all this unlock. I know what I'm at. Yeah. But we I all had I looked, mentors. Yeah. Like I yeah. looked at women that I thought, oh my gosh. You, you are who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. And, and it's, it was so helpful. And because I talked to women who were so willing to share and support and give, it's, these are great, these are great learning techniques, tools, and tactics. Like it's just, it's, and it's easy stuff. It doesn't even need to be a concentrated effort. It's not difficult to pick up on good habits and good choices. Right. It's not difficult. No. And I love that you said, um, like to find somebody who is already doing what you're doing and or doing what you want to do. Sorry. But the other thing, too, is that people were kind to you, like your mentors mm -hmm. extended their arms to you. You know what kindness is. And when you feel that kindness, you want to have that ripple effect and give it to more people, because like you say, you mm -hmm. know, what good comes from a compliment or a I got you or how are you or you know what, you're in need, let me help you kind of thing. So by you feeling it and giving it, it's just a ripple effect. Oh, yeah. Right? And that ripple effect, like you think about it, just visualize it for a second. Flat pond or flat ocean. You yeah. take a rock, you throw it straight up in the air, it lands down, little tiny circles, little tiny, and then they get bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. The further out they go and look at, look at the reach suddenly that little tiny rock might have had is suddenly impacting all of this water, mm -hmm. this big circle of water. Like, that's what we can all do. Like, that's what we can be like. Oh, absolutely. You know, just, yeah, and we are. Like, whether we realize it or not, we just need to be intentional with it because if you are planting seeds of negativity, if you are bashing other women, if when you're in a circle room and you're talking bad about other people, that has a ripple effect too. You know, mm -hmm. so it's choosing what ripple you want to leave. And I don't know about you, but I want my ripple to empower, to impact, to motivate and to inspire. Can we touch on something um, yeah. that you just said? It just reminded me. I've been in lots of circumstances in my life in different uh, professional fields where uh, you will hear people talking about women and not particularly mm -hmm. negative or not particularly positively right. or making sexist jokes. Yes don't 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 be a bystander no and don't do it like, just don't <laughs> no don't do it but don't yeah. be a bystander Standard. like don't yeah. don't listen there like that whole it's a joke it's a joke those no. things aren't funny like no. that's not funny there was no. there was a time in our world and and i remember it when nobody ever said anything about it because it was it was sadly accepted right 
that we don't need to be that way anymore. Women, we don't need to listen to that stuff anymore. Don't no. be, don't be a bystander. Don't be silent about it. If somebody says something that's sexist yeah. or something that is disparaging for another woman or something that's rude. So yeah, and you don't need to be confrontational. It doesn't need no. to be a big racket. Just yeah. say, you know what? That's that's not fair. Don't say that. Yeah. And that don't say me, that. No, and that's a really good point. And but that also brings me to um, sometimes people talk things about other women that are just not true. So mm. if you are in a circle and people are known to be that person who talks negatively about people, like don't repeat those things. Like don't be the person mm -hmm. who spreads lies and gossip that chances are, are not true. Because if this if the person that you notice are always constantly talking about other women, chances are it's not the women, it's this person who oh, has yeah. a problem. You know, and I really struggle with that. Um because there's there's always some woman who's being talked about. Mm -hmm. And yep. Partly, they don't know the full story. They hear a tidbit um, and they just make up stories. And then those stories become bigger stories. And it just, we got, we got to stop that nonsense. We really do. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so high school. <laughs> one thing, one thing that I've learned to say, uh, that I, and I've said it in, in, you know, when you're in these awkward situations yeah. where people are being negative or they're gossiping or they're saying something, you know, unkind. Uh, it doesn't need to be confrontational. You just got to yeah. look at them and say, okay, let's say something good about somebody now. Oh, I love that. And that was my next question. What would you recommend people if they were in a room? To, like, I love that. Say that just one that. more let's time. Say something good, let's say something good about them now. I love it. And redirect the conversation, yeah. right? And you're let's right. Let's say don't, something good. Don't be a bystander. Say something. Stop the conversation and start a new one. I love it. Oh, well, again, it just, it flips the narrative. It let's does. say something good now. Yeah. And it also so. stops that train because we all know once something starts, it's like, oh, when did you hear this? And oh, no. So before oh. you know it, it's just this toxic conversation. So let's break those habits. And like you say, flip, flip the script. Um, so a lot of our listeners um, are entrepreneurs, right? And recently you've been dipping your feet into the <laughs> entrepreneurial world. And I wish people could see, um, I actually have a piece of your art in my office and I always talk about it because I have such a, uh, a story and I just love everything that it stands for. So you're recently putting yourself out there and I guarantee you there's some people who are listening to this that have a skill, that have a passion, that have you know, these, these things that are keeping to themselves with the fear of rejection, with the fear of people not receiving it well. Paula, what can you tell our listeners um, around that? And what advice would you give them? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, you're talking about paint, painting. Um, I, years ago, one of our sons was graduating from high school. And as parents, we were volunteering on the, on the safe grad committee. And we had to paint these murals in the school. So myself and three or four other women were assigned this rainforest cafe themed hallway. Now, what in the name of God are we going to do? Cause neither one of us could paint. <laughs> so anyway, we had a big, big discussion about it. And I said, okay, fine. I'll take the big sheets of paper home and the paint and I'll try to paint a gorilla or <laughs> zebra, whatever it was that we had to do. And I said, but understand this, this is the biggest waste of paint and money. Like we're going to be raising money to replace the stuff that I'm going to freak up. And I decided I'd start painting a gorilla. I started with the eyes. Suddenly, eyes were looking back at me. I thought, oh, that's interesting. So before we knew it, there was a bit of a gorilla on, the, on this big sheet of paper. And I brought it back in the next night. And they said, oh, my gosh, how long have you been painting? And I said, well, what time is it? 
<laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of how it went. So after that, I just decided, you know, it's maybe it's something that might be fun. And then, of course, you know, our son had his accident. And then I started needing something to just quiet my mind down a little bit because there was a, you know, your mind doesn't, with his recovery, your mind doesn't always just settle down and stop. Yeah. So I started painting and then realized that I really enjoyed it. And, you know, wasn't necessarily particularly good at it, but that's okay. Again, that's all right. And then I started taking some lessons. And my very first lesson, there was this lady sitting in our class, and she was mid-70s, and she was this beautiful, beautiful, very distinguished, elegant woman. And she was painting a, a tree stump with blueberries and twigs and everything around it. It was very mystical, and it was just spectacular. And it was a spectacular piece of work. And I'm sitting next to her going, I am out of my element in this class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. But I sat and I talked with her and I said, I said, my gosh, so that's, that's a beautiful piece, Sheila. How long have you been painting? And she said, oh, a lifetime, dear. Oh. And it, it hit my soul. It hit my soul. Um, so she's in her mid-70s at that point. And producing this exceptional work. And I know that there was times in her life when she probably put a paintbrush to canvas and did not get the results that she was hoping for. Of course. And that was okay. Yes. That was okay. So anyway, I started painting, took some lessons, um, you know, and I, I, I go through periods where I don't want to paint. And then I go through periods where I can't put the brushes mm -hmm. down and uh, not always pleased with the results. And that's okay. Yeah. I painted something on the weekend on a canvas that this is the third big image that this canvas has seen because I was never happy. I wasn't happy with the first thing I painted. I wasn't happy with the second thing I painted. Yeah. And then I painted over it again. Were you happy with and your third? That's okay. Oh yeah. I'm okay with the yeah. third. And you know what? That's the thing. Like it's not perfect. And yeah. that's all right. And that's okay. uh, like, I could yeah. look at, I could look at every piece that I painted. I could look at the piece that you have Yeah. and see changes that I want to make, right. but you have to know, when it's time to put down the brushes and go, that's pretty good. That's yeah. all right. I like that's that. That's okay. It doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. That's all right. Like you, and you don't, and that's the thing. We don't have to give our full effort all the time. You know, like I look at that and I, I see how beautiful it is and the story behind it. And mm -hmm. I'm just so proud of you as a friend as well <laughs> to see how far you have come in that. And you, you know, I love that you use art because you have to have a rough draft and, a, you know, a sketchy couple ones first before you get your masterpiece. And mm -hmm. your masterpiece is only, it, it's only a masterpiece in your own vision by nobody else's standards, right? No. And if you have something that means a lot to you, because uh, so, so that particular painting, the painting that Gina's referring yeah. to is one of blueberries and it's different stages of blueberries in their growth life. Um, and it, it was important to me. Uh, well, now I'm getting into it now, aren't I? You can cut <laughs> this out if you want. No way. <laughs> um, I was I was doing some. Uh, I had turned 50, and I was doing some just some medical workup just to be, you know, accountable for my own body and health. And discovered that uh, I ended up uh, being diagnosed with colitis, chronic ulcerative colitis. So I've had it for years. But while we were waiting for biopsy results to come, and I didn't know that I had this, by the way. And uh, while we were waiting for biopsy results to come, uh, because I used to work in the cancer world, in the breast cancer world, sometimes you know a little too much. Yeah. And you're waiting for biopsy results to come. And it was uh, scary. It was a very scary time for me. It was one of the scariest times for me when it comes to my own health. And so one night after talking with my family doctor, who was exceptional, um, 
I decided to start painting as a way to try and quiet my mind, all the little monsters in my head, you know, the ones that you think are under your bed, but they're actually in your head. Yeah. Those, I had to quieten those down. So I started painting and I started painting something. I thought, what's strong and resilient and we can throw everything in the world at it. We can throw 60 centimeters of snow and 120 kilometer winds. And we can do this repeatedly year after year after year for months at a time. Yet in early summer, the most beautiful, succulent, nutritious, beautiful, stunning blueberries will grow that you can eat that are nothing but good for you. They're, there's nothing bad about them. They're all delicious. And they're so good for your body. They nourish your soul. Berry picking nourishes your mind. Yeah. It gives you peace. You're in nature. You're out breathing fresh air. And so I painted blueberries in all these different stages of life. So some of them are ripe and ready to fall off the branch, ready to be picked, ready to be enjoyed. And that's it. They're done. Some of them are still trying to ripen and some of them are brand new. So just when you mm -hmm. think that your life may have reached the end of its cycle, there's always more growth. There's always more development. And no matter what you throw at it, it's going to come back. It's okay. Oh, I love that. It's going to come back. Yeah. So that's why that painting is so important. It was so important to me. So technically, is it the best painting you'll ever see? Oh, hell no. Oh, my God, no. Not even close. I think it's um, <laughs> but But it means something to me because it yes. reminds me of looking past the fear. Yeah. And for me, hearing that story um, and just looking at my my struggles, it gives me that hope, too. It gives me that courage and that resilience. So if you did not put your gifts out into the world, I would not be able to be reaping the benefits. So <laughs> for those people who are listening and are scared to put their gifts out into the world, there are oh. so many people who need it. And just do it. Like Get it out there. There's always going to be people who you're going to be able to impact no matter what stage of your business that you are in, right? And like your Absolutely. art is making a difference. It really is, Paula. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that just because I'm your friend. Like I, I love looking at my painting and I don't always remember your words, but I remember the feeling of resilience. Well, and again, like that's, that's my story that applies yeah. to it. There's lots of people that could look at something, like look at that image or look at something else mm -hmm. and apply what they're feeling to what they see. And there's also comfort in knowing that Somebody else has been here. Somebody else has experienced something yeah. like this. Somebody else has had this fear and, uh, and they managed to get through it. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's one of those circumstances. So again, if, if that support and, and that acknowledgement and, and understanding that we all struggle, everybody yeah. struggles, yeah, everybody's everybody scared, yeah. everybody's scared of something. Yeah. But do you let it define you? Do you let it, do you let it control you? Everybody's afraid of something. So again, I guess we'll take it back to women supporting women. Yeah. We all have to work really hard uh, in this world, no matter what we're doing. If you're a stay-at-home mom, if you are in the corporate world, if you are in skilled trades, whatever you're doing, we all have to work really hard as women and arguably harder, arguably harder, depending on what field you're in. If you see someone struggling, if you see that someone needs a little lift up, a little hand up, just, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. It, it's it's so important because again, I've needed it. I'll need it again. Yeah, we all do. When we I all can... need it. We need that connection. And on the flip side of that, if you see a woman shining, if you see a woman going for her dreams, yes. if you see a woman killing it on the ice, <laughs> tell them that they're doing great too because they still need to hear it as well. You know. So no if matter what season. Everybody needs that connection. Everybody needs to feel that support because this thing, we can't do it alone. We need each other.
if you're an excellent hockey player and someone who's not an excellent hockey player falls down and they manage to get up, say, listen, you got up faster this time than you did last time. That's awesome. Yes. And it's funny. I'll say one more story before we move into the thing. I remember there's this one uh, lady in particular, and I won't say her name just in case she doesn't feel comfortable, but you know who I'm talking about. She's on the ice. Um, she is a phenomenal hockey player. And when I first started, I was like a pylon. So now if, you know, and then one next thing, I just need to touch the puck. I just got to touch the puck while she has it. And then that led to, you know, the next step, the next step. And now, you know, I, I can hold my own. And, but if I looked at that situation and I was like, oh, I'm no good. I can't do this. I never would have gotten better at hockey. Right. Mm, so right. it's look at the people who are doing what you want to do be encouraged, be inspired. There's enough of it to go around for everybody and just support one another for the love of God. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You raise a good point. If you're better at something, yeah. if somebody is trying to do something that you're doing and you know that you're better than them, yeah. pull them along. Let's go. Oh, and this lady, pull them along. she did. And I remember like I would go on the ice and I'd practice early. And I'm like, can you teach me how to shoot? And she would take the time, like God love her. Mm -hmm. And if she's listening, you know who you are. And she took the time to teach me to shoot and tell me where to be on the ice. And I'm getting emotional now because that is what it's all about is like, mm -hmm. if you are in a position that you can help others, bring them along. If you're not support them in any way that you can. I wonder if now it's not the same player, but there's another player that would always drop the puck back. She's a fabulous hockey player. Yeah. And if you were skating up with her and she's got the puck and you know if she takes that <laughs> shot, she's gonna score. And all you're thinking is don't drop it back, don't drop it don't, back, don't drop it back. Just shoot, just shoot. <laughs> but she always and always I there was would. times I said out loud, don't drop it back. And she'd drop it back and I'd shoot and I'd probably miss my go, yeah. Oh, you would score that. And she said, But you need to you need to you yeah. need to practice. They gave you, you the, the opportunity. Shot. It gave you, you the opportunity. The yes. Yeah. So let's keep giving the women in our lives the opportunities to grow, to be their best self, and to not compare. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So on to some fun stuff. So I, I, <laughs> I always end my calls uh, with something called rapid fire questions. So this is you have to answer as quick as you can. You can't think about it. It's the first thing um, that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. You ready? Here we go. So first one, first, um, nachos or tacos? Nachos. A nickname you used to have or you still have? Chickpea. If you could travel back in time, where would you go? A location or a, like a time in my life? Either. Whatever comes to mind uh maybe my first pregnancy oh say a word in french and it cannot be bonjour bon frite. <laughs> yeah i love that um who's your favorite harry potter character hermione granger mine i love hermione um yes. sunrise or sunset oh sunset the perfect date warm evening outside natural environment glass of wine good company soft music water ocean. yeah love that what's your go so essentially a bonfire a bonfire <laughs> <laughs> what's your go-to order from your favorite restaurant gluten-free pan fried fish and chips from greens harbor uh, a pub called digs and reels <laughs> what is your favorite word love 
What is your go-to song? Oh, um, I don't have a go-to song. I have lots of music that I love to listen to. I don't have a go-to song. Okay. Um, I wish I did, but I don't. Okay, but we'll have to get you one. Um, If you could win an Olympic medal for (gasps) any sport, real or fake, what would it be? Speed skating. Ooh, and if it was a fake one? Oh, uh, flying. Ooh, if you could change your name, what would it be? Oh, I don't know if I'd change my name. I'd like to have an I'd like to have an andro- androgynous name. Ooh, I would like to have an androgynous name so that there was no predisposition, no judgment, no anything. When people heard my name, they would not know what to expect. I love that. Ooh, I That's was not what I was expecting like. that answer. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Flying. Texting or talking? Talking. Tea or latte? Ooh, ask me to pick a favorite star in the sky. I could not do it. I can't, no. Okay. I could pick a favorite child before I could pick one of those. <laughs> Should have asked that question. Um, no, don't ask me that question. <laughs> pottery or pottery. I just had to put that one in there. <laughs> yeah, that's Chocolate silly. or vanilla? Chocolate. Climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Jump from a plane. If you were really hungry, would you eat a bug? Yes. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Oh, I can talk to animals already, so I guess I have to take the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Best piece of advice you have ever gotten that you wish you knew earlier in life? Don't be afraid to fail. I love that. Well, Paula, this has been amazing. Now, I do want to give you a shout out for all of your amazing art. Can you tell the listeners what your Facebook page is so they can find oh your art? <laughs> it's happening. Know. Oh, my God. I'm really, I'm, listen, this whole thing, this was not my idea. My, my lovely husband uh, decided one day to show up at the door with prints of some of my work. I had no idea. And when I gave him a hard time thinking, who would ever want to purchase this? He told me I was sucking the fun out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of people have already purchased your amazing stuff. So tell oh, our amazing listeners where to get your stuff. It's Wild Lupin Studios. <laughs> On Facebook, go and check her out. She's so embarrassed right now, but oh. I am supporting my amazing women in my life. So go check her out. Uh, Paula, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being your lovely self. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. And now that it's over, go and show some support to one of the amazing women in your life or all of them. And mm. let's start breaking the uh, the mold on this one. Hey, Gina. Yeah. You're awesome. No, you're awesome. Thanks for spending time with me today. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, feel free to take a screenshot and share this with someone that you think should hear this. If this is your very first time listening, I would really appreciate if you push that subscribe button so you can join us for all future episodes. And if you're feeling really generous, I would love for you to leave a five-star review. Be kind, folks. I'm Gina Keeping, and today we have been keeping it real. We'll see you next time.